Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. All we are building up to the 2023 Host Plus Sandful League Grand Final. It's a couple of weeks away. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats it. Jared Walsh, Dan Menzel in studio. Lumo for the Sandful Show once again. Good afternoon to you, Menz. After a big week of McGarry action, of finals actions, you can just smell it, can't you? You can, Walsh, and it's great to be here. It's uh, you, you mentioned it, the semifinals, uh, a couple of really interesting games, and then the McGarry medal Monday night. So really looking forward to chatting to the winner, Harry Grant, to yes. today. Um, He's very specific on how we have to say his surname, which we can get to him in a moment. Um, Michael Godden, the coach of Adelaide, uh, they are preparing to take on Sturt, and we'll speak to Tom Lewis from the Double Blues too. Um, let's quickly do our week in review after a big weekend of football, and it's resulted in a rematch match of Sturt facing Adelaide. But um, that first game, Sturt and Centrals, uh, disappointing second half uh, for the Doggies. But Sturt, again, they're one of the best teams in the comp for a reason. Yeah, no, they are. And they've proved it throughout the majority of the season, the double blues. And they were too good for the Dogs, particularly, as you mentioned, that second half, eight goals to three in the second half. So a 32-point win there. And the Glenelg-Adelaide game, a really interesting game where the Crows were in control in the first half. Uh, but then Glenelg, a massive third quarter, five goal to nothing, third quarter meant that they were too good so for those out there who are interested in numerology yes last week's two finals the elimination and qualifying final yep the margin of those two games seven seven points the margin of both of the semi-finals this week 32 points you're kidding we know that the prelim this game's uh, this weekend's results will be the same margin because there's only one game and the same with the grand final so that's just a little interesting uh, stat there for you that uh, we here at the sample show will bring you see this is why we pay you the big bucks Can I suggest something that I liked before you Absolutely. do? Absolutely. Go for it. Jeez, I like the Biffo. I, yes. I've never seen that aggression in Sandful finals. It's been a very long time since I've seen spot fires. This was happening all at the southern end of Adelaide Oval, and it was uh, around Jack Madgen and uh, Mark Keane. It was far out. It was it was big, and I liked it. What did you like? I was going to say it was the Glenelg and Adelaide game, and it does happen a little bit sometimes with the standalone clubs, AFL clubs and the Sandville clubs, because there's a bit of pride there from both sides and uh, not a lot of backing down. And what I did like was from that game. It wasn't the Biffo, but it was the first quarter of the Glenelg and Adelaide game. This was as high a quality spectacle as you will see at Sample level. Mm. Ten goals, two between the teams in the first quarter. The ball movement was elite. The speed on the game was unbelievable. If you're going to watch a quarter of Sample footy, you're going to watch one back. I suggest you watch the first quarter between Glenelg and Adelaide because if we can see a grand final start like that, that was Absolutely phenomenal, and it was a great spectacle for Sample football. I spoke to um, two of the goal-kicking trio of Reynolds, Hosey, and McBean at the McGarry on Monday, and I said to Hosey and McBean, 
what what happened during the the spot fires and they said, mate, we stay away from that stuff because <laughs> we don't want to be suspended for potentially a grand final. And I think they've they've had um, a couple of warnings this year anyway. The two boys. But speaking of Liam McBean, just there was a moment. Um, when they were kicking towards the southern end where he was in the goal square and he just put his arms up and said, kick it to me, ran out, took a mark. Like, he is a class above everyone else. He's one of those players that is almost too good to play Sandful. Yep, so it's a, it's a great call. And that was one of the other things I did like. I called the game for SENSA with Paul Bonster on the weekend and I gave him the three votes. Yep. He was the reason they turned that game in the third quarter. He kicked three goals three, but he had 20 disposals. Yep. His impact on the game was enormous and, uh, he he was the reason that game changed. And so, again, you're right. He plays some incredible footy, and it's why he's won three Ken Farmer medals. Yep. Um, and you got to earn them, and you've got one of them yourself. But you are now not the oh. reigning Ken Farmer medalist. Congratulations to Lockie Hosey. <laughs> Shout out. He sounds so flat. <laughs> <laughs> What didn't you like, Nens? Yeah, what I didn't like is I'm going to have a little whack at uh, the sample here after promoting them all year. Oh, no. I did my team of the year a few weeks ago, Walshie, and I had Kobe Ryan in it. Now, he didn't make the team of the year this season. He finished on Monday night in seventh position on 17 McGarry medal votes. The next most in his team, West Adelaide, finished on four. Mm. His season was so underrated this year and sensational. I know Adam Hartler thought he was magnificent. He'll win their best and fairest. Uh, there is massive things coming for Kobe Ryan. I loved his season, but um, yeah, I reckon a missed opportunity there. He should have been in the team of the year. I asked him on the couch um, where the winner takes away that LG TV. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, I asked him if he was named after the late Kobe Bryant and his answer was, I don't know. And that was the end of the chat. <laughs> so gave me massive insight there. Um, we are going to be speaking to Tom Lewis from Sturt, who polled very well alongside Sturt skipper James Battersby. On Monday night, Michael Godden, the coach of Adelaide, and next, your 2023 McGarry medalist, Harry Grant. Fierce rivalries, nothing beats the host plus Sandful League. It's the Sandful Show on SENSA. On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the host plus Sandful League. Jared Walsh and Dan Menzel in Studio Lumo on SENSA. Men's a wonderful night on Monday night. It was the 2023 McGarry Medal, also the Hall of Fame. It was fantastic to be part of that in the McGarry room. I mentioned earlier I was sitting on the wonderful couch chatting to some of the favourites, chatting to some of the representatives from all of the Sandful clubs, and I was I was looking at this massive LG TV. Um, thanks to Harvey Norman, in which the McGarry medalist would win. Also, the Ken Farmer medalist, I think, gets a TV. Did you get a TV when you won it? Yes. Hello, Walshie. And uh, I did get a TV last year. So I did message Lockie Hosey and said, uh, the TV does go right, thanks to LG. So uh, both get a really good new TV, which is, uh, I mean, it's not the reason you try and win the award, but uh, it's a nice little just present on top. I think so. And Liam McBean has a stack of TVs, which is awesome. But... <laughs> Sorry. Going through the night, um, it was an incredible count, and we'll, we'll talk to the McGarry medalist, Harry Grant, about that in a moment. But um, to sit there and to be part of it, because there was so much unknown. You had a look at um, Nick Rokar's season, who was incredible for Norwood, and yep. he polled so many votes, finishing second once again. But also, Tom Lewis and James Battersby, those two boys, and uh, Tom's going to join us too. It's a massive show. Um, 
the Sturt boys were heavily represented, as you would have expected. Yeah, no, they were. So, as you mentioned, Nick Rokar, shout out to him. Back-to-back runner-ups in the McGarry medal. That is not easy to do. It just shows how good he's been the last two years. Battersby and Lewis, they took votes off each other, but they've been sensational this year. And we're going to talk with Tom Lewis later in the show. Matt Allen, really good season, as was Corey Lyons. Um, Kobe Ryan's the one for mine. For West Adelaide to poll 17 votes. Yep. He's only 19. That's incredible. That was his first McGarry, and that wasn't his suit he was wearing. I spoke <laughs> to him about that. Wow. He didn't own a suit. <laughs> well, he's going to need one now, because if he's going to play like that this year, then he's going to get some opportunities in the future. So keep an eye out for Kobe Ryan. Jimmy Rowe, great year as well, 18 votes. And Harry Schoenberg, 17 votes off of 10 games. A great year. But no year was better than Harry Grant's year. It five best on grounds to finish the season. He finished with 27 votes. What an incredible season and uh, rightfully so, the uh, winner of the McGarry medal. And I asked him before the count started, I said, Harry, how do we say your surname? Because here in South Australia, we're very much Grant, Dance, Prance. And he looked at me in the eyes, like real aggressively with his you dogs kind of look on and (laughs) said, hey, it's Grant. I'm from New South Wales. I'm Harry Grant. And I'm also now officially the 2023 McGarry medalist. Harry Grant, congratulations, mate. Uh, thanks, mate. Thanks for getting me last name right as well. Appreciate it. <laughs> it's outstanding a celebration. Look, I had no idea when I was speaking to you at the start of the night that um, a couple of hours later you would have the McGarry medal around your neck. And, and what an incredible count. What were the feelings like throughout the whole night before leading up to a really exciting last couple of rounds? Yeah, it was, um, it was a very big build-up. Um, yeah, a few a few interviews and um, a bit of media stuff beforehand. So it was a big build-up and then um, a very nervous count. Um, there were some terrific players and had some awesome seasons. So it was a pretty nervous but exciting count, especially I thought um, the Sanford put on a good show. And then, yeah, to take it out, mate, it's, um, I still... Still don't know how to feel about it. Um, yeah, great honour. So, Harry, you mentioned it being an exciting count. No doubt for you to finish with five best on grounds the last five games. That is rather incredible. It's a, a massive stat. Uh, did you, going into the last round, you would have known that you put together a pretty good performance against Port Adelaide. You won the game. You would have known you were a fair shot going into that last game. Yeah, I, I knew I was a, a fair shot to... Uh, to take it out going into those um, last two rounds. But I think the defining um, games were probably that Norwood and uh, Sturt game where we lost by under a kick. And, um, you know, it could have easily gone to um, some players on the on the winning side, um, the three votes. But, to, yeah, to the umpires to look after me on those uh, two games, especially in a loss, um, yeah, it's, um, I think it helped me to go would take it out. Yeah, good point. Shout out to the umpires there for helping you out. Uh, just want to know, how did you celebrate? Uh, you guys unfortunately lost on the weekend, so the upside to that is you're able to have a couple of beverages on the night and just uh, relax a little bit more. How did you celebrate? Yeah, so I just celebrated with um, my teammates, um, my coaches and my family. Um, so yeah, we went across the casino and um, oh, no. on there and um, yeah, it was... Uh, it was, a, it was a great night, and I just, uh, yeah, special thanks to my teammates and my family and friends um, for making my night so special. So you kept the medal on, and you walked into the casino with it just around your neck as you're walking <laughs> in, and you said, security, I'm coming on in. Is that what happened? 
Yeah, basically something like that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so you should, mate. Well done. Hey, Harry, can I ask you? I saw on the Sandful socials and um, Ash Racing uh, Racing captured this beautifully. Um, was it your your family, your mum and dad, that were staying at the Oval Hotel watching the count because they weren't they weren't certainly wearing formal clothes. So what happened there? Yeah. So um, I've got uh, two really good mates from Queanbeyan um, that play West Adelaide, Lachlan Squire and Sam Frost, and um, yeah, they're two childhood mates, and um, yeah, they got mum and dad. They were staying um, at the hotel inn in Adelaide, and they said you got to get here after I took it out. And um, they met me in the foyer, and they come up, and yeah, that was a, a special part um, of the night. And um, yeah, I'll remember that for the rest of my life. It was very special. Hey, it is really special. That's amazing because they obviously had no idea that you were going to win because it's all confidential. So for them to make their way there, it's a it's a beautiful thing. And um, we've heard you have a couple of chats over the past few days. You're 22 years of age and you've got some pretty lofty ambitions. Let, let's talk about Centrals. Um, the disappointing result, especially in that second half over the weekend, as disappointing as it was, are you a realist and the club realists going, well, this year's not our year, but, geez, we're building to something special? Yeah, and I think um, we gave ourselves the best chance. Like, once you're you're in the finals, like, anything can happen. Like, look at um, Norwood last year. So we had, um, like, why not have a crack at the, at the premiership this year? So that was our mindset. Um, but, yeah, it was pretty incredible to think 12 months ago where we were and where we are now. So... Uh, only up from here, so we're expecting a big 2024 from um, from the dogs. Yeah, no doubt there will be a big 2024 from the dogs. We spoke uh, with Mark Ross last week about it, and the expectations were to make finals, but to win a final was certainly maybe not exceeding it, but definitely a great result for the group. Hey, it's been talked about a little bit, yeah, pre-season and how fit you got this year, which is a big reason why you had such a successful season. Just tell us about the pre-season and how that looked for you in terms of your fitness, in terms of your times, in terms of your improvements there? Yeah, so it was a, it was a big pre-season and, um, you know, there's no pre-seasons that aren't, that aren't difficult to have their challenges. So, um, yeah, I did a lot of running, a lot of off-legs conditioning because, um, like, as we know, footy is um, a very aerobic game. So... If you can't get to uh, as many contests as you can, you're not going to find the footy. And then once you do find the footy, you need to be able to uh, use it well. And um, obviously tackling is a big part of the game. So when you haven't got your hands on the footy, you need to be able to um, tackle and, um, you know, be around the stoppages and stuff. So I worked heavily on my um, aerobic capacity over the off-season. And, um, you know, nutrition is a big part of that as well. So what happens now? When do you actually start thinking about getting into some sort of pre-season? Do you have a fair bit of time off or are you one of those young players that's pretty motivated to just uh, have a little break and then get straight back into it? Yeah, I, I, I guess um, I have a pretty active lifestyle and um, it, I, being fit is part of my life, I guess. So, it's, um, so I'll probably have – I'll have definitely have a break. Um, I think it's good to um, – have some time off, so I'll have some time off and then I'll just gradually um, start building some load back into my body and then, um, yeah, I'll probably start training in probably a month's time, Um, yeah. 
So there you go. Every coach and player in the sample, Harry, has listened to that answer from you who's nailed the preseason and gone, okay, so we're in September now. Harry's starting the end of October. So that's when everyone should be expected to be back running to get it right for next year. Um, just on that, I, I just want to talk about the opportunity in the midfield of the Dogs. Uh, Travis Sheila, he went out last year. He's gone overseas. Jared's moved out of the middle a little bit more as well, which has opened it up for yourself to effectively be that number one in there. How much does the opportunity to be able to really, um, I guess, dominate that midfield and be the the main go-to guy, do you think, impact players at other clubs as well as yourself? Yeah, it was a great opportunity. Like um, the Sheila brothers, Jared and Trav, um, as well as uh, Kyle Presbury, I looked up to them um, in my first two years at the club and still do and learn a lot off them. Just the consistency in their performances every week, I just admired. So I took a lot from their games. Um, but yeah, Trav moving overseas um, did open that door up and we um, we recruited a lot of midfielders in the off-season. Um, so it was just about taking that opportunity with both hands. Um, and I think I did that this year. You joined some pretty big names from Central District who were earning and deserving enough to win a McGarry medal. So congratulations on an outstanding season um, as a team and also personally, Harry Grant. And uh, enjoy the off-season, even though it only goes for a couple of weeks and you're straight back into it, you fitness freak. Thanks for joining us on The Sample Show. Yeah, thanks, fellas. Thanks for having me. Great work, Harry. Congratulations. He does join the likes of John Platten, Paul Thomas, like there's some really big names who have represented the Doggies who are McGarry medalists as well, which has been absolutely brilliant for them. It is, and it's uh, the one that we talked about it and they've spoken about it, that the success hasn't been there in recent times. Um, Soda did ask him on the night about it and saying how the Dogs won nine premierships in 11 years in that 2000s and were such a successful club. So it looks like they're headed back in that direction. And, uh, yeah, there's some really good names there. Well, so the Rezies in the finals, um, the league team made the finals, the women win the Sandful W Premiership. It's a great time to be in Elizabeth. Yeah, the other one for mine is the underage. Yep. So having come through Central District, myself over the last 10 years the 16s and 18s and it was 17s and 19s not so long ago have struggled they talked about a lack of depth and potentially zones well they're they're up there this year in both grades so it shows that that next generational talent is coming through so it is very promising for the dogs down at the Ponderosa not too far away we are going to chat to Sturt's Tom Lewis who had a fantastic year polling wise in the McGarry Sturt's still alive they prepare to take on Adelaide this weekend to face Glenelg who are waiting in the 2020 23 host plus Sandful League Grand Final. The coach of Adelaide who wants to put a stop to Tom Lewis and Sturt is Michael Godden. We'll speak to him next. On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the host plus Sandful League. Jared Walsh and Dan Menzel in studio Lumo for the Sandful Show on this Wednesday afternoon. Building up to the prelim final, the winner of the remaining two teams that aren't in the grand final will face Glenelg in the 2023 Host Plus Sandful League grand final. And a man who wants to lead his team to the first grand final in the Sandful for the Adelaide Football Club is their head coach, Michael Godden. Mickey, hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us. Uh, Look, disappointing on the weekend, but you get another opportunity, which you've earned against the Double Blues, so you've got a good record against. Yeah, g'day guys. Um, yeah, look, we're we're still in the fight, aren't we? We're a, yeah, a bit disappointed with the weekend, but um, yeah, as you mentioned in the intro, we we're pretty keen to get the club into their first April Grand Final. So we 
will be out there having a crack on uh, on Sunday, but yeah, they certainly won't be easy to get through because we've had some tight battles this year. So Mick, I just want to ask you about the game on the weekend. The first half was ultra impressive at such a high intensity. Your midfield spread was incredible. So the question is, do you think you're able to sustain that for a full four quarters or is some drop off in that intensity inevitable? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a question, isn't it? When you're filled with well over 50% development players, and as we know, those guys don't quite have the same level of fitness as as the AFL players and, and maybe not even some sample players. So the challenge is, can we just maintain that fight? And, yeah, unfortunately, on the weekend, we gave about 15 minutes in that third where it unraveled very, very quickly. Um, but then we fought back in the last, so that was pleasing. So that showed, showed some really good fight. So, yeah, we it was a really high-quality first half of footy on both sides. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, half-time was anyone's game, and unfortunately, well, fortunately for them, they... Got a got a hold of us there, and we just couldn't we just couldn't get our hands on the footy. So um, yeah, hopefully we can sustain it for longer. That's the that's the important thing. And one thing that would certainly help with that is if Kieran Strawn is back in the ruck. So question for you: Where is Kieran at? Will he or is he a chance to play this week? Yeah, oh man, yes. I please, I would say please, can I have a ruck back? <laughs> Not the James boys. Yeah, he didn't do a bad job, but he's not an actual ruckman. And obviously, when you take James out of the back line, it sort of you're robbing another area of our field that we're we're a bit deficient in in size. So, um, yeah, Karen uh, will be tested. He trained yesterday with us. Uh, he'll be tested tomorrow. Um, expectation is he's going to be able to play this week. Now, I've said that for a couple of weeks, um, but hopefully, uh, this one being a you know a cutthroat final, I'm hoping this is the one. Now, we talk about Kieran Strawn. There's another name that we're going to keep asking you about, and that is Matt Crouch. I'm on Matt Crouch, Matt Crouch watch here, <laughs> um, Mickey, because he signed the contract and he's had a week to go out and celebrate however he wants to. Um, is this something of a week-to-week case where you find out whether he's available or not, are you, or are you resigned to the fact that he's not going to be part of the final series? No, I've resigned to the fact. The club, I uh, believe, last week put out a statement to say that um, essentially, that you know, through negotiation process, that um, I guess that not so much the risk, but the you know the, the fact that he's he he got his way back after hard work to get back into the AFL team and losing Harry Stomberg in that final uh, sorry that final game of the year, you know I think there's a little bit of uh, protection for our AFL squad, which is what we have to do because next year we need as fit and full squad as we can. So it's disappointing. Obviously, we'd love to have Matt out there. He's been a great contributor for us, but no, we we won't be seeing him in the finals. One of the players I was really impressed with on the weekend, especially in that first half, was Braden Cook. I loved watching him play and his impact on the scoreboard, it speaks for himself with a couple of goals, but but you surely were impressed with what he had to do. Yeah, I love Cookie. He's got a, a lot of upside. He's obviously very raw in his footy life, but he's you know he's played some AFL games. He's had a taste of it. He's He probably had a bit of a year this year where he just regressed a little bit, but um, you know, you're starting to see his class and the final against Sturdy, he, he was very good in the, on the weekend and yeah, he's he's a one-touch player he only, you know, he's, he's very clean and he's a beautiful finisher so, you know we just need to get the ball in his hand, you know, five or six more times a game and he could be a real star for us. So Mick, you mentioned the development players before, I feel like a little bit of a myth amongst some sample fans is that the Crows and Port Adelaide, they just roll out 22 listed players each week and it's unfair on the rest of the competition. It's clearly not the case. How many listed players do you expect to have going into this week's prelim final? Look, uh, I'm, we're hoping for 12. Um, it could be 11. 
um, possibly as low as 10. So that we played with 10, I think, on the weekend. 10 or 11. No, 10, I reckon it was on the weekend. So, yeah, there, we do. Look, the amount of advice I get over the fence is <laughs> I think people do have this realisation or that's the thought process that we have 22 full-time footballers. But, yeah, we have generally 10 kids that are sort of 18 or 19 years of age on AFL list and the rest of them are from Strathalbyn and Cove and... Wollonga and wherever they, we can get them from. So they're doing a tremendous job, those lads. They certainly are. And so on that cohesion then, they obviously throughout the season train usually night times and the AFL players train with the AFL team during the day. Now that the AFL squad is finished, are you able to get the whole group together and training at the same time to just develop that cohesion? Yeah, we have. We've got them training. So normally our development squad, due to the fact that we can't pay them and there's all those different restrictions... They don't really train once a week with them, so they just do a touch session on a Tuesday, and that's the only time we see them. So this time of year, we do two sessions. So we do a Tuesday and a Thursday, and the AFL boys come in later in the day, and we train all together. So that's been really good fun because, um, you know, connecting those boys together. Then normally, we just roll up on a Saturday, and we're introducing them to each other, whereas now we can spend a bit of time together, have some dinner, and, and enjoy each other's company. Mickey, thanks so much for your time. Good luck on the weekend, mate, and uh, congrats so far on an outstanding season. No worries, guys. Thanks very much. Michael Godden joining us, the head coach of Adelaide on the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries, nothing beats the host plus Sandful League. Men, I noticed something on the weekend which I've never seen in a Sandful game before. This was just before the ball was bounced in the adelaide Glenelg game. So Max Proud makes his way to the middle just as Jackson, Jackson Haitley does yep. that, the number six. The coin is tossed in the air. Yes. And they had to do a retoss. I I have seen this before, but I, I called this live and yeah. I did say that. I said the winner of the coin toss is yeah. uh they're going to toss it again. Yeah, so I'm standing in the middle. So the coin It's landed on on the on its side. It got stuck <laughs> in the middle and it literally was on its side. So they had to do it again. It was it was a dry, perfect day. Yep. So it's not like we were playing at Wigan Oval. Potentially, we're going to yep. speak to uh, Tom Lewis about that ground in a second. But where there was a bit of mud in the ground, mm-hmm. that's that is bizarre. I think it got stuck in what was like a stud mark, maybe okay. from the game before in the the Centrals game. Yep. I don't know, but I have never seen that before. You could hear the disappointment in the voice of um, Mickey Godden about Matt Crouch not playing. He understands, but you can hear the disappointment because um, he would be someone that steps in and has an impact straight away, right? Yeah, without a doubt. The impact that's going to have on the group, him not playing, he mentioned Strawn and, and then allowing Borlas to go back. But I think the other reason is no one really realises this. They had 10 listed players on the weekend. That's less than half a team. Mm. That It's not like they have 17 or 18 listed players, which is majority of your side. So this is going to be a challenge for them to win it all. And if they do, then it will be well-deserved. It was interesting sitting on the couch um, in the Harvey Norman area on Monday night because James Battersby sat down and he said, this is not about me tonight. Uh, I am not even going to poll a vote. I know that Tom Lewis is going to poll more votes than me. And then Tom sat next to me. And I said to Tom that he is my most hated person in the world because he's a very good looking guy. He's a brilliant footballer. And he's also really nice. Like you can't fault him. And then Tom said, no, nah, no, nah, James is going to get all the votes. And then they both ended up getting heaps of votes. And um, I said to Tom, I was stoked to see him playing state representation and he joins us right now on the Sandful Show. Tom, congratulations on your season. Uh, the team are preparing to take on Adelaide, but individually I did say to you that um, you must be pretty stoked with your season considering you had consistency in your body too. 
Thanks, Jared. Yes, yeah, mate. Um, unreal, mate. I'm yeah, glad to be here. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a good season. Good season for the boys. Good team effort, mate. So um, hopefully, yeah, we can uh, finish off on Saturday, Sunday. Sorry. So, Tom, 44 votes between you and James uh, in the McGarry Medal on Monday night. It was an exciting count, and it would have been for every Sturt fan out there. You guys did sort of just keep going back and forth, and in the end probably took too many votes off each other. Yeah, mate. No, I think, um, I mean, Batsy, yeah, Batsy had a great season, and um, oh, like, you could sort of see that happening. It was either one one or the other, but um, I think it's just a top effort, a top team effort, and... Um, it just it, it shows um you know sort of how how good we're going at the moment. So hopefully yeah, again on Saturday uh, Sunday we can continue that form, mate. But uh, I mean a credit to Harry Grant. He had a great season and and um, led Centrals to the finals, which is um it's great for them. Yeah, it is no doubt. And so let's get on to the footy. It's been it's probably been an inconsistent final series for your team so far. Some really good passages of play throughout quarters, and then a few lulls as well. Um, what are you made of the first couple of finals? Yeah, I mean, obviously a bit frustrating. Would ideally have won that first final against the Crows, um, but yeah, I mean, we had every opportunity to, to win that game um, in the last sort of dying minutes of it, but. You know, it's just going to make a make a hell of a story in the end of it. So, preparing to take on um, Adelaide, uh, who again a couple of weeks ago the final series has been so close. What learnings did you take out of how you played them a couple of weeks ago, Tom? Uh, they've rebounded really well over our D50. Um, they're very quick and they like to um, keep the ball moving. So. Firstly and foremost, winning the winning of the contest and um, getting it nice and deep to our forwards, and then just you know holding it in there. So lots of tackle pressure, um, just to retain the ball in our forward fifty to give our forwards the best opportunity of scoring goals. Um, which I think, yeah, we um, didn't do as well as we'd hoped to have in the first first time we met them. It was quite interesting because speaking to James Battersby on Monday night, I looked straight in his eyes and I said, "Mate, you'd be." Um really thankful that Matt Crouch isn't playing against you this weekend and he said yes Matt Crouch yeah. if he could please focus on his AFL contract that would be absolutely fantastic but um, absolutely. The, with players like him and Kieran Strawn as you, we heard um, Michael Godden talk about a question mark that will continually be over his head um, it gives you guys a bit more of an advantage in that midfield where you've been so dominant this year yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, ideally, Matt Crouch doesn't play, which would be um, which would be great. I'm not too sure about Strawn, but um, yeah, 100%. Hopefully, we have gone down with the Ruckman as well, which mm. is um, Amos Doyle hurting us. Um, hopefully, Guy Page could possibly come back into the side, um, and we've got Will Coomas back as well down back. So um, yeah, we're looking very strong, and um, yeah, keen as to crack in on Sunday, mate. So. So it's a good point. A couple of those additions that you've got coming back in, Tommy, with Paige hopefully and Coombless down back to shore you guys up, which means that you don't need to put Connor McFadden back there, who the move forward has really worked well. His second half on the weekend was outstanding, a massive reason why he won that game. Four goals up in the forward line. Um, did, at training, is, it, is he an obvious forward? Is, he, is it more obvious he's a defender? Because he looks very comfortable at both ends. Yes, definitely. Um, uh, he, he's he's gone down forward and taken it and uh, taken it in his stride, and he's done very well. He's got a very good mark, overhead mark, which is uh, it's been huge for us. Um, he he actually originally got drafted as a forward to the Brizzy line, so 
He's um, had a bit of a history down there, and so it's, it's been good that we can actually take him off back because he did get advertised a team of the year as a centre half back, and to put him down forward and and, and convert has been massive. Um, so yeah, four goals for on the weekend. Um, yeah, it was it was great for us and and and, and held us in good stead. So um, hopefully, he'll, yeah, he will stay down there um, with Will Comas coming back in the side. So um, yeah, it's looking like a good, well-rounded side, mate. Good depth. Um, yeah, from top to bottom. So, yeah. How's good Marty Frederick been for the team this year? Again, he had state representation in the West End State team, which is brilliant, but you can see his pace and his rebound certainly makes an impact. Absolutely, mate. Um, he glides across the ground. He's, he's so, so quick to react. It's incredible. I remember Marty saying that. Um, his ability to react um, oh, from, from, from any situation is, is the best um, we've sort of ever seen. So, um, mate, he's a, he's a crucial part of our team, and when he's on, he's on. So we need him firing on Saturday, uh, Sunday. Like you can see, um, uh, one passenger play. I think I handballed to him on the boundary, and he had two bikes chasing him. He didn't break a sweat, and he laced out burrows inside fifty. So, yeah, those sort of those sort of um, plays made a, a massive for us. It sort of gives us a different look as well, because we're not we're not overly paced side. Um, so having Marty and Jimmy Matthews in the side, and you know Josh home bringing a bit of speed is, is nice and exciting. Tommy, this weekend is massive for the Sturt Football Club because you have the reserves playing on Saturday. You've got the 16s and 18s playing before you guys do. What is happening at Unley? This is ridiculous, mate. There's just so much success at the moment that could be heading your way. Mate, it's incredible. It's a good time. It's a good place to be in. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's sort of stemmed from, you know, years and years of, of work and... Um, Structure's been put into place. It's not just you know, it's just not just this year. It's it's years behind years um, built on top of each other. Uh, you know, good leadership um, right through the club. So it's exciting, mate. Um, hopefully, everyone can come away with the chockies, especially the juniors uh, on their grand finals, and yeah, hopefully the senior boys come away as well. So. So, Tommy, it's really, really exciting. speaking of the years and years of work, I want to ask you about your tackling. You laid 209 tackles this year. And so for some context, the next most in the competition had 152. That's 12 a game for you. How much time and effort and training do you put into your tackling? Um, early on, I did a lot. A lot of my juniors. Dad was always um, pretty hot on it, but... Um, I've been told to stop tackling so much and actually get the footy. So I, I don't actually do that much anymore. It just sort of comes naturally. And then, like, on the score sheet, they'll be like, well, oh, sorry, on the stat sheet, they'll say you've had about 15. And I thought, I, I didn't want to try and think about getting 15 tackles, if, if you know what I mean. It just sort of happens. But definitely in the junior grades, I was pretty hot on it. Um, and, and and it works. It works for us. It's, it's a good dynamic and... and, and I can do all those tackling and say, but see, a wizard and early on that was good. We could go forward and kick those goals. Just, that means we win games, so I'm happy to do it. But I don't go out there and think, <laughs> oh, I want to get 15 or 20 tackles. It just um, just ends up happening. Well, I guess when, when you're averaging 12 tackles a week, you don't need to do a lot of tackling practice or training <laughs> anyway. But um, just before we let you go, Tommy, third week in a row at Adelaide Oval, the difference between playing at Wigan Oval to Adelaide Oval, you must be adjusting every week and feeling more and more comfortable on that bigger surface. Absolutely, mate. I don't know if you saw uh, Wigan Oval a couple of weeks ago, but 
it was a bit of a mud pit, which I don't, I don't mind. But everyone was running <laughs> on a bit of a pressure, mate. We couldn't move, so um, it, it's uh, no. Adelaide um, was a great deck, and it, and it's been amazing to to um, play on. And we've got a training session on there. We had one last week, so that's it's incredible. Uh, so good to play out there in front of a. You know, good crowd as well, mate, especially in the, in the way the weather's going as well. So it's been amazing. Um, it's been so good we get so far. And, yeah, hopefully we continue the progress and get into the grand final. Congrats on the season so far with potentially two more games to go for Premiership glory. So, Tom Lewis, well done personally on your season as well. And thanks for joining us on the Sample Show. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Tommy. Tom Lewis. And uh, we, we speak about this a fair bit, um, men's. Uh, it's Tom's body that we want to make sure is okay. Unfortunately, Patrick Wilson happened, what, whatever happened to Two him ago, um, with his knee. Tower, yeah, which is really disappointing. But um, to see him playing football and good football, and I'm glad you asked that question about the tackles because having a look at the stats throughout the game, he just accumulates the tackles, doesn't he? It's ridiculous. Yeah, he, he does. It's every single week, and he's the best at the comp in it. So I was really intrigued to ask him that because I feel like anyone – uh, they, there's a video that went around a little while ago about Stevie J teaching how to kick a snap. Yep. And I'm like, he's the best at it. So, so many people would be so intrigued by his answer and how he does it. And Tom Lewis is the best in the sample. So, what I took out of that was a lot of it early and the technique, getting the technique right through his junior years has put him to where he is now, why he's so good at it. Fierce rivalries, nothing beats the host plus Sandful League. We'll give our tips of who's going to win the prelim final next. Uh... On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the host plus Sandful League. Certainly feels like finals at Adelaide Oval. The 2023 host plus Sandful League final series continues this weekend. It's been a big show. Jared Walsh, Dan Menzel in Studio Lumo on SENSA. We caught up with McCary medalist Harry Grant, the coach of Adelaide, Michael Godden, and uh, Tom Lewis, one of the best players in the competition from Sturt. Uh, if you missed any of this, we chuck it up on the podcast and you can have a look at the Sandful socials as well. What do you make of the game this weekend, men's? Who is going to win at Adelaide Oval? 3.15 the prelim. Adelaide taking on Sturt. Yeah, look, it's an interesting game. These two teams played each other a fortnight ago where Sturt jumped the Crows and then the Crows came home really strong and got over the top of them by seven points. A couple of the big things to watch out for in this game. We obviously know Kieran Strawn, if he plays, will be massive. The reason why he'll be massive is because one, Borlase will go back to the back line and shore up the defence. But the other reason is, and even Tom Lewis alluded to this, Adelaide's mids and spread around contest is really good. Now, when you have a dominant tack tap Ruckman and Kieran Strong will be that you can get on the move and be really proactive and get forward hard because you know where the ball is going which means that Berry and Haightley and the likes in there are going to be so damaging so that's massive for this matchup Dowling's playing some good footy too Ball Ace will get to go back to McFadgen which would be a great matchup to look out for McFadgen kicking four on the weekend but the other thing to look for is the Crows off half back and Tom Lewis mentioned this too They when Glenelg won the footy in the first half on the weekend and kicked it forward into their forward line. If they turned it over, Adelaide looks so good from halfback and a big reason for that was Will Hamill and his run and rebound. So that's where they'll look to the, win the game is get the ball and spread particularly from their halfback line which isn't that common when you're trying to score but um, for mine, I like the Crows run and spread. I thought they were unbelievable in the first half against Glenelg. They should have been further in front and if they can bring that again, I feel like at Adelaide Oval they will be able to get over the top of the double boys and I think Kieran Strawn will play which is why I'll pick the Crows.
Okay, so I was going to ask you this. So is it as simple for you as Strawn plays, Crows win, Strawn doesn't play? It could be a different result. Without a doubt. I think Kieran Strawn is the most important player remaining in this final series. Um, Do you risk him if he's 80% fit? uh, Yes, you do, because there's no guarantees that they get there. Uh, And so... I think Kieran Strong playing it, even if he plays and plays part of the game, is better than not playing. So it, it is a hand injury. So it depends on whether And it's he can his... hit the ball with both hands well, can't he? So, Correct. yeah. That's the other thing is, look, whichever hand it is. But, yeah, I definitely think it's one you can manage. It's not a hamstring where, hey, if he does play, he might tear it 10 minutes in. I think they can manage him getting through the game. What's the rule? How much bandage and tape can you put on someone's hand? Could they, like, put a pillow around his arm? As long as the pillow is soft where it doesn't hurt other players then yeah they could really imagine if he rocked up just with a big (laughs) pillow pillow, (laughs) hitting the ball with a pillow memory foam around his exactly well uh i feel that the the game that we watched a couple of weeks ago when they faced one another um yeah yeah it was it was interesting because it could have gone either way i i think sturt are going to win this one so i'm happy to be on the other side as a fence of you but um we'll be able to hear you speaking about this or going to the game which is awesome um full coverage on SENSA. and don't forget to listen to the podcast and head to adelaide oval this weekend it is the triple header 16th 18th prelim final men's catch you next week catch you next week guys